Is he gone? I think he's gone. <laughs> hey, I'm Father Roderick. I'm walking outside right, right here. I'm standing on the square in front of the church next to which I live. And there was a guy I saw from my window while I was preparing to uh, hit the street who was on a mountain bike or actually a stunt bike. You know, you have these... Uh, ramps that they use for skateboarding but also for bikes he had a bike like that and he was using the stairs of the church in front of the entrance to rehearse his stunts so there's a small ramp that for um, uh, people in a wheelchair for instance and then the stairs themselves are not that you know high they're just three steps i think but he was going up and down and then just racing there. And then in front of the door of the church, there is um, a platform. And he was driving circles there. And I'm watching that from my window. I'm thinking, dude, this is a church. Actually, it's the, the parking space, there's parking lot on the square, is private property. And he's clearly completely unaware of the fact that that may be offensive to some to use a church building for this kind of, you know, freewheeling. I was like, D ah. if he had been there, I would have uh, berated him. Very kindly, of course, but I would have educated him that there are things that you can do in the playground and there are things you can do in front of a church, but they are not necessarily the same things. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, Happy New Year once more. At the beginning of this year, uh, I recorded uh, an episode in the middle of the night, actually, between New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. But this is the real proper beginning of the new year with a fresh start with podcasts as well. So I'm heading out for a walk. It is a chilly day. <clears throat> it is, uh, it's cold uh, temperatures are dropping again. We've had an incredibly warm um, week around Christmas. Um, and New Year's Eve was breaking all records in terms of temperatures. But right now, winter is slowly trying to get back. And uh, I think the next couple of days are going to be much more chilly. Apparently, they uh, predicted rain for tonight, which is always irritating because tonight is my running night i'm joining joining this group of runners and uh, i've started preparing at least mentally for my next marathon and so on tuesday evening we do a lot of speed work in the dark outside and when it's raining it's really not pleasant thankfully if you join a group you're suffering together so it's in a way it's less of a hassle I'm, I'm less preoccupied with the temperatures or with the rain when you're with a group than when I'm running by myself I can feel very miserable when I'm all alone in the rain and I still have 10 kilometers to go before I'm back home in a group you don't want to acknowledge those feelings you know you just reframe it as oh it's another builds character <laughs> which is actually one of the themes of this episode of the walk it's uh the power of reframing, the power of your the story you tell yourself about what happens to you. That is a very powerful um, process or, or tool that I've discovered last year. 
and I wanted to expand its use a little bit to this time of the year, beginning of a new year. This is where a lot of people make New Year's resolutions, make plans, and there's always the risk that if you set your goals to in a too ambitious way or you're not precise enough or you actually don't really really know how to realize those goals but you have these dreams there is a lot of risk involved in this if you don't really know what you're doing because it might very well be that a month from now you have to look back to all those new year's resolutions and plans and 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 discover well gosh i gave up on those after a few days or a few weeks so um, what I asked myself at the beginning of this year is not, <clears throat> not anymore, you know, what are my New Year's resolutions? Uh, what am I going to do or what would I wish I, I could do in, in, in general vague terms? Like, oh, I'd, I'd like to make documentaries. That's my, that's my New Year's resolution. That is not helpful, <laughs> you know. But I ask myself, where do I want to be after this year? And it's exactly the same question that uh, my journaling app, <clears throat> Day One, asked me this mo- asked me this morning. And it's not a, it's not a simple question. Every, every day you get a a random question. It can be, what's your favorite food, or you know, what is a book you would like to read. It's just a little help to get you to start writing. Because for some people, journaling is sometimes it's hard you know what what are you going to write down having one question to guide your thoughts or at least to make a beginning super helpful but this morning was a big question where where do you want to be one year from now and so i took some time to sit down and to write down my thoughts i tried to be as honest as possible and also to integrate some of the lessons that i've learned this last year because where I am now, compared to a year ago, is, in a certain way, I'm, I'm in such a better place than I thought I would be, or that I could even have imagined to be a year ago. And so I, I, I dare to be bold this time, because I've learned so much that can help me this year to make some real progress. And so I wanted to share my thoughts with you in this walk. By the way... For those of you that are patrons, I have a, a surprise at the beginning of this year. Uh, patrons, for those of you that are new to this show, um, are people that uh, help me do my work and realize my projects by small monthly donations. And in return, as a thank you, I uh, make some extra podcasts and I share a little bit more with them because they are also involved in, in the mission. And so... I want to make them feel uh, that they too are are part of, of the work, are part of the, the team. We do this together. Anyway, so the surprise is there is already a, 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 a separate podcast, like a, a second hour of my weekly show. So I've got another podcast called Father Roderick, and then you've got an extra hour of that in... Uh, for the patrons that is available in their podcast feed. Um, and that's called Father Roderick to the Max. So it's the maximum episode uh, where you get two hours of, of me talking about lots of geeky stuff. 
this year, from today on, you will also receive an extra episode or an extra extension of the walk. And I mentioned this in the chat the, uh, uh, while I was uh, recording or I was preparing to record uh, my, my weekly show. And someone suggested you should call it the extra mile. I was like, that's brilliant, Margot. Thank you so much for that uh, suggestion. That's what we're going to call it. So I'm going to do my regular walk for all of you that are listening to this show and have been listening sometimes for years. And then uh, at one point we'll, we'll say goodbye and see you next time. And, but then I will go an extra mile for the patrons. Um, so we'll literally walk an extra mile and I can share a little bit more than what I can share in a regular episode. And so thank you for being a patron also in this new year. And if you'd like to listen to that extra mile and accompany me on that extra mile, it's very simple. Just become a patron and you can, you can step in at any level you want. It will all give you access to these extra podcasts. So uh, I hope it is within your means to support me and I'll make it worth your while. But before I walk the extra mile, let me tell you what I, what I wrote down in my journal this morning. Where do you want to be one year from now? I like it because it's, it, it asks you, where do you want to be? So it's not uh, a calculation. It's, it doesn't ask you to be realistic. No, it's asking, what do, what do you wish for? So it is a movement of the of desire, of the will, which, of, which is very powerful. If you make a wish and you know that there is not a fairy who is going to realize it for you or a wizard, you'll have to do it yourself. But the, the uh, creating this, this description of how you see yourself or where you want to be, that desire will have energy in itself to propel you towards that goal. I wrote down, one year from now, let me tell you what I didn't write down. I started typing, one year from now I want to have finished producing four documentaries and uh, create a, a podcast every week. And then I stopped myself. I was like, dude, th th this is not asking what you want to have accomplished one year from now. It asks you, where do you want to be? So it's your state that you need to describe. If, if you look around one year from now, you took the DeLorean, traveled all the way to January 4th, 2023. What does the world look like? What does your life look like? That is what you need to describe. So this is what I wrote on my second try. One year from now. <laughs> hey, doggy. <laughs> Hello. One year from now. I want to be a happy priest who has learned a lot from books, from other people, and from experience, good and bad. And who is passing it on to followers in documentaries, podcasts, and online videos. Hello. That's the third dog. So, I want to be a happy priest. For me, that's fundamental. It's my, 
I want, so I involve my will, not just by chance, I hope that I'm going to be a happy priest, because I love hope, but when, you, when we formulate it like that, it, we leave it to chance. We, we pretend that, that our happiness relies on, on what happens to us, or what the world will look like back then, whether I'll be healthy, whether I'll you know, have just had positive experiences or not. But, but being happy can be a choice. It's something that you can... If you involve your will, there are ways, and I'll get to that later on, how exactly, there are ways in which you can will yourself to be happy, and you will be happy. And happiness, of course, is, is, comes in many flavors. So it doesn't always mean that happy is everything went according to plan. No, happy can still be in a situation that is testing and difficult, um, some maybe even painful, unexpected. But your happiness, how you live those experiences, how you act and perceive what is happening to you and the world in which you live, that depends on what you want. You determine that. No one else does that for you. So that's, that's a superpower. Of course, disclaimer, as you may recognize this uh, from other podcasters, this is something that, that, uh, that uh, my friend Cliff emphasizes time and again, and just in his most recent podcast, he explains that. You know, the power of, uh, of, of, of reframing and the, you choose to be happy. And uh, it is, it's neglected how much the story you tell yourself, the affirmations you give yourself, how much that can actually change your life completely. Not because the world changes, it's not wizardry, but you changes. And, and then you cannot change what happens to you, what will happen to you. You cannot stop the pandemic. You don't have magical powers like that. No one has. But you have powers to change yourself. And if you change yourself and you change your outlook, you literally change your life. Think of conversion in the Bible. Conversion is not people go to the River Jordan, meet St. John the Baptist, and they tell him, hey, I'd like to be baptized. I want to change my life. And then when they rise from the waters, they look amazing. They've got abs. They've got blonde hair. They can fly. <laughs> they can sing like an opera star. No, obviously not. The only change that happens through baptism is not the circumstances. Their life is still the same. They return to their job. They are still a Roman soldier or a tax collector for the Romans. But their attitude, their mindset has changed. Their, and that changes everything because they make different choices from now on thanks to that moment of conversion. So that's what I'm talking about when I say I want to be, and I, uh, yes, I want to be a happy priest. And then the second element of that is the most, the, the best I can hope for and the most valuable thing that can happen this next year is what happened last year, kind of despite my, <laughs> my, uh, my own attitude. What is the yield of last year with all its difficult moments? It is how much I've learned by going 
deep, by having to dig deep to find new ways to reframe what happened and to come out stronger and much wiser than I was before everything happened. Um, the same is true with COVID. Getting COVID it's in itself was not pleasant at all. But man, did it teach me a lot about myself, especially the long COVID period that followed, where I had to follow therapy and I had to learn that my uh, life was full, to the, filled to the brim with work. I was overcharging myself way too much. Anyway, I'm repeating myself from the last episode, but it's been an occasion to learn so much. And these are skills for life. And it's thanks to COVID. So again, what I hope for this year is most of all that I learn from many sources. Because, of course, one of the, one of the other sources for me of, of uh, information and insight have been books. I've never read as many books as I've read this past year. And this year, I'm going to top it. I'm going to go to 100 books per year for this year alone. And which requires me to read two books a week. As long as I show up every time that I scheduled this reading session during my day, and I, I deliberately put it in my calendar, it's, for me it's a meeting. It's just as important as a, a phone call with Pope Francis. You know, it's, no one is going to interrupt me during my reading time. As long as I show up, um, I'm going to be able to read those 100 books. And in order to make that even more feasible, I have increased the number of times during the day, not necessarily number of hours, but definitely number of times per day that I'm reading. And I used a method called habit stacking, which is something from Atomic Habits. It's also in the book Tiny Habits, uh, more or less the same, which means if you want to create new habits, connect what you, do, what you want to do and the habit you want to acquire connected to strong habits that have already been in place for a long time. And for me, that's, of course, eating and praying. So my habit stacking, first of all, had been, has been, this last year, eat, pray. So I eat, I say my prayers. And it becomes easy that way. You never have to make time for prayer because you obviously always make time to have lunch, breakfast, dinner. And so connect that to a moment of prayer and problem solved. You always find time for prayer, no matter where you are, no matter what the circumstances are, unless you're sick. Um, and then the next thing I'm going to do is eat, pray, read, learn, you know, take 15 minutes, half an hour, that will, will be variable uh, every day because I don't always have that much time in the morning, for instance. But always, if only five minutes of reading, I can always do five minutes. So it follows the, the method of tiny habits, you know, as long the rhythm is more important than the amount. Because a habit is all about repetition, all about consistency. That is why rewiring your brain Literally, physically, you need that repetition. Otherwise, these neural pathways are not going to form. So habit stacking is, is a proven, scientifically proven <laughs> way of changing your, uh, your life, changing your, your routines, and thereby actually getting things done.
So books, very important source for me for learning. Not just, you know, books about neuropsychology or whatever, but it can also be novels because you learn by living the lives of other people. You know, it's a, a nice quote from, uh, what's his name, R.R. Martin, who wrote uh, Game of Thrones. There's in one book, maybe the first book, there's this, this character of a boy who is looking for one of the Stark kids and finally finds him. He's a very special boy. And then apparently in the book, I don't think this is in the TV series, he says something about reading. He says, a man who reads lives a thousand lives. And a man who never reads only lives one. And I, I just hearing that from the mouth of a uh, relatively young person, a teenager, that is such wisdom. I wish I had realized that when I was in high school. I would have read so many more books. So anyway, it's, uh, it's not a problem. We can always start a good thing right now. Why, why regret what you haven't done when you still have some years to come to uh, make good on it? So reading, source number one for experience and, uh, and knowledge and insight. The second one, reading from, learning from other people. Um, I've had a very strong experience of the value of friendship this last year. And there have been a few people, you know who you are actually, who have helped me through all this. And with advice, with coaching, with um, encouragement, prayers, relativization. (laughs) They help me relativize what happened to me. So it's... uh, There are many ways in which they have helped me with their insight and taught me things about life. And... uh, this is something that I hope will continue. Uh, by, and, and you can only do that by sharing what bothers you, what you struggle with, or, or your aspirations with other people. Let them shine their light on your life. Or ask the right questions that you are afraid to ask yourself. Sometimes it's as simple as that. It's what I do when I hear confessions. It's you know, asking simple questions. I don't have all the answers. Hey, doggy. <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's way too interesting. This, uh, these dogs are mesmerized by this microphone. <laughs> oh, what is that? A Christmas tree? Oh my gosh. It is. And it's even, they put decorations in the tree as well. At least there's one red ball. And then what is this? Oh, it's New Year's wishes. Oh, that is so sweet. Sam. Oh, these are New Year's wishes from dogs. The dogs that walk here. No way. This is so cool. Oh, how sweet. So the dog owners that use this, this, uh, these, these woods, they t- took a photo of their dog and then the dog wishes us. This is his Sammy. He's a poodle. And he is photographed in the snow and he wishes us happy days and a happy new year and gives us uh, a, his pawn. Is that how you call it? <laughs> this is Dorcha and she is photographed. This is uh, one of those hunting dogs 
photographed in front of a Christmas tree and wearing a Christmas hat in Dortje. She wishes us nice festive days and in 2021 have fun walking here. <laughs> this is Sam. Sam is, uh, I think, a mixed dog uh, with white and brown uh, a white and brown fur. And Sam wishes us a healthy and loving and happy 2022. And then we've got two dogs sitting in a, you know, looks like a, um, a sports bag. They're probably being carried around when they're tired from walking. Or maybe they're just very dirty. <laughs> and uh, these are called Marek and Boris. And they, they wish us a lot of fun in 2022. So there you have it. I shared the wishes of these dogs that we, during these episodes of The Walk, often encounter. But this is the first time that they talk back. Aren't they nice? Next time I should interview them. <laughs> so, uh, get, get, ask other people for advice. It's not necessarily always what you want to hear. Sometimes it's not what you need to hear. But there is no harm in asking other people what they would do. And it, is, it helps you discern much faster and in a certain way, in a much more reliable way than just trying to figure out everything yourself. And the third source of... Uh, uh, of experience is what happens to you. You know, the stuff that you do, the stuff that goes right, and the stuff that goes wrong. I learned more from the stuff that went south last year than I learned from the things that went well. Always keep that in mind. The... Sh- sh- the how do I say that politely? <laughs> the uh, shenanigans that sometimes life throws at you. That also starts with sh- so the, hmm, that's, that happens to you. The, when it happens and when you feel bad about it, always realize this could actually be a blessing in disguise. This could be a lesson for me to learn. This could be a strength that I have to discover. This can push my, my life into a direction that I would have never chosen myself. But that will ultimately lead me to greener pastures. You never know in advance. So always have confidence that even the bad stuff or that you label as bad can be a source of, of experience and insight and maybe even blessing. Now, this needs to be specified, as you can imagine, because it's very easy to uh, put this down in a, uh, in, in, in a general terms. But... I, I wrote down a, a number of affirmations, things I want to keep telling myself this year. So this is one of those journal entries that I will go back to from time to time and reread in case I've forgotten what, uh, what my plans were for this year. Or if I get discouraged, sometimes it helps to tell, to tell yourself what you told yourself when you were feeling good about it. So this is, these are the affirmations that I told myself this morning. I am committed, again, I have to uh, pay tribute to uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, who uh, inspired me to write this. I am committed to always feel happy regardless of the circumstances or events that I'm in. This is what I explained here earlier on. Oh, another dog is uh, catching up on me. Um, so I am committed to always feel happy regardless of the circumstances 
or events that I'm that I'm in. So this is a, a even if something bad happens, your happiness does not depend on the success or the failure. Now the happiness should be in what it brings you. Uh, so I'm going to train myself in reframing and detaching myself from the, my immediate feelings. They're just feelings. I can choose to reinterpret what happens, to inter- reinterpret people, and to look at the situation from a, an angle that actually makes it feel better. It's a choice. <laughs> it requires some effort. I will, this is second affirmation, I will avoid or reframe everything that feels like an obligation. Yes, Cliff, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> so I will avoid, so walk away from, or reframe, rethink, everything that feels like an obligation, a chore, or a nuisance. And I will pledge to do everything with intent and with joy. This is a very important one for me. Um, for too long, I've done a lot of work because I felt that I had to do it, because the world wanted me to do this, because I, I couldn't say no, and what would people think of me if I wouldn't do it? But in, in some cases, the joy was nowhere to be found, and the work was difficult and a chore, and there was no... There was no result. I, you know, there may have been a result, but it didn't. It didn't attribute. It didn't contribute to my life, to my vocation, to my mission. So whenever I feel like I'm doing something that actually, if I'm totally honest, I don't want to do this, and my goodness, I have done so many things in my life that made me feel like that. You know, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to. Why do I do this? Why did I say yes? Who hasn't got mo- moments like that? I pledge to either walk away from it or to rethink it. Because, I, of course, I'm not just saying I want to be hedonistic and just do only do the things that I like to do. No, that would be selfish. There are things that are not important to me, maybe, but to others. But then you can always reframe it in a sense that I do this because I choose to do it. No, it's not exactly my definition of fun, but... This is not something I can or want to walk away from. I may do that with other stuff. That already would be uh, quite a liberation to be able to walk away from things that I just intuitively know are not part of my mission. Um, and I not feel guilty about it. You know, never feel obliged to explain why you say no. That's another lesson that I learned. It's, it's okay to say no... And you have no obligation whatsoever to explain that or to justify that. If the other person requires that justification, then you have to wonder yourself if that person is worth your time. Uh, Because boundaries are boundaries. And I cannot set other people's boundaries. I have to just respect them. I cannot, you know, demand them to, to tell me why they have those boundaries. At least not in a, not in a demanding way. So anyway, the third affirmation, I am a reader. It's not like, oh, I wish I could read more. No, I am a reader who uses habit stacking, just explained it, to read three times a day, linked to meals and prayer, to learn and to grow in order to help others learn and grow. 
So to learn, I don't just read books for entertainment. Sure, that's part of it. I enjoy it very much. But I also read so I learn, so I grow. That's what books do. And so I can help other people to learn and to grow by sharing what I've learned. So the books that I read will ultimately, in one way or another, benefit more people than just me, which makes reading even more valuable in my life. Um, this Another affirmation I lost count. I am a documentary maker. Again, not I wish to make documentaries and I hope I will find some time to do that. No. I am a documentary maker who produces one documentary every month and whose skills improve with each production. I know that that is true. 100%. I know that if I just start doing, instead of holding myself hostage, that I often do, by over-preparing and being afraid to share because who am I to make a documentary? You know, I cannot possibly compete with the great ones on, on, on Netflix. They all started small. But I know that every documentary will make me better. It will make me uh, approach my goal of, of, of having a documentary on Netflix or on a big streaming platform and reach millions if, if, if that is, you know... Uh, necessary or good so i am a documentary maker and i my skills will improve with each production i am a community builder very important insight this year my work (sighs) kids lighting fireworks in the woods you guys are nuts it's so bad for the animals that live here and for the dogs they're being walked and they're parents actually encouraging this <laughs> grumpy old man mode on anyway second uh, let's get back to the positive um, I'm a community builder who carefully plans his community building activities plans his activities like podcasts YouTube videos and live streams and consistently shows up for his friends this was another important one for me to, to, to frame it like this. So my goal, the goal of my media work is to build community. Not just to make videos or make money or get lots of followers. No, it's all about making friends and helping friends build community amongst each other. And hopefully also community that will include God. And so that is my purpose. It's all about friendship. And it's easy to show up, even though I may feel sometimes insecure of what I have to say or if I'm good enough to be a YouTuber or uh, call myself a Star Wars fan. But I show up not to show other people my skills, but I show up because I want to be with my friends. So that's a very important affirmation. I will probably have to pin that on a wall somewhere because this is going to be the key to consistency. And, and will help me to defeat analysis paralysis. Because this is not about being perfect. This is about wanting to be there for my friends and show up uh, in a consistent way so community can happen. Another confirmation. I am confident that God will provide for anything I need 
anything I need through the help of a community that believes in my mission and wants to join me in my efforts. This is another important one. This is a year that I start without a job. My only job is to be here for you. But no job, no fixed job, no contract also means no income. And so the only income that I currently have is literally my patrons. That is the only source of income. And I am not going to worry about it. So I've basically, with losing the contract, I've lost uh, an income. Not for me personally, of course. We do this with Tridio. But they uh, are able to pay my bills um, because I work for Tridio. Uh, for 30 episodes and, well, I've shared with you the budget before, it's 5,000 per episode. That's it, all inclusive. Um, Even though that is relatively little for the amount of work that is required and compared to other programs, it's still, if if, if you do 30 episodes, we're talking about 150,000. That is no longer there. So, you could say reason to panic. Nope, not at all. I am confident that God will provide, that people believe in what I do and want to join me, and together we can continue. I'm I'm 100% convinced of that, and that is important to tell myself that over and over again, because there's always this trap of falling back into the insecurity of like, oh my gosh, but what if, what if all my YouTube fans unsubscribe? What if... My patrons will just go and support another another podcaster instead of me in the Oh come on. Friends don't abandon friends in times of need. And if if other friends need to step up, they will. And if God will have to find other ways to to help me to realize it's not about my plan, it's about his plan. If God wants something, he'll take care of the ways in which that can be realized so just no fear uh, no doubt about the uh, material part of, of, of my life there's, there's no reason to be afraid whatsoever or to, or to fall in the trap of you know oh God, I gotta work like 24 hours a day because I, I need to find all sorts of hustles to, to make sure we can pay the bills no none of that none of that I do what I do because I believe I I'm called to do it, and I know I can do it well. And I know that people will help me with that. Because I surely can't do it myself. And then the final affirmation that I wrote down is, I am seeking advice from friends or experts to help me achieve these objectives. This is true for my work, for my professional work. I'm going to ask the advice and the help of friends and experts... So if necessary, if there is something I want to do, if I want to create a documentary, let's bring it back to that, that that Netflix will be interested in, will even look at, I will ask for help from experts, from people that can help me to get to that level, can teach me how to do this, ideally. They can do it for me, but it's much better to learn from them and then be able to, to do it also for future productions but this is also true for for things that I struggle with 
uh, for, you know, let's, I always talk about physical health, but let's also talk about mental health. You know, priests are not immune to, to struggles, to having doubts and having to uh, work your way through things that may happen to you or to other people that you know and that impact you emotionally, psychologically. There is no reason whatsoever. If, you, if I break a leg, literally, I go to see a doctor. I go, you know, have an operation or whatever, plaster. And with mental health, I commit, I'm committed to if I need help in processing things or, you know, I'll just try and find a coach or, I don't know, a psychologist or a mentor or a spiritual director. Um, and I will do it quickly because... Problems are there to be solved, not to linger upon. And for too long in my life, I've been sometimes stuck with a certain patterns of behavior and patterns of thinking about certain people or situations. And had I had more help, or if I had opened myself to help, um, I would have been over it way faster and I would have been able to grow much quicker than, again, trying to do everything by yourself. So, that is what I told myself. <laughs> I told you that journaling is a good exercise. All this came from one question this morning in my Day One app. And, well, here it is. I share it with you in the hopes that it uh, serves you well. Think about your own... You know, do, do, I can ask you the same question. Where do you want to be a year from now? And make that specific not in the form of, you know, a project plan or something like that, but affirmations. You can, you have this. You can do this. You can be happier. You can work on your health. You can, you can have a contribution in this world. The world needs you. And, and, and write down some of those affirmations and tell yourself, believe in them. And if you have trouble believing in your own affirmations, ask yourself why that is. Is, it, is, it, is there something in your mindset that needs to change? And if you want to hear more about that, uh, I want to refer you to that podcast that Cliff uh, recorded uh, in the first week of January. I don't know the exact episode number, but it is the, the one that was posted in the first week of January on uh, the, Cliff, the regular Cliff Ravenscraft show. Um, it really inspired me, and I'm sure it will also inspire you. It's a recording of a session that he did on... Uh, uh, on what's that called, the app, where, gosh, you talk to one another, <laughs> the one that is not for introverts, uh, <laughs> um, Clubhouse, there you go, but it's available as a podcast. All right, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the point where I say goodbye to all my regular listeners, and uh, hey, if you're one of the patrons, I invite you to continue the walk with me, because for you, I go the extra mile. All right. Goodbye, my dear friends. May God bless you. And dear patrons, stay, stay here. <laughs> Keep listening.